When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality, the podcast where actors, filmmakers, critics, and content creators are able to dissect their favorite films. I'm your host, Ben. I'm flying solo today. No Dave, unfortunately, but I have a great conversation on The Wrestler from 2008, the Darren Aronofsky film starring Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei, and I get to speak about it with Christian Harloff. You may know him from the Schmoes No, from his days back in Collider, but also the movie trivia Schmodown. It is an awesome, awesome sport, essentially. Definitely check it out on the SEN Network YouTube channel. I believe you will enjoy it if you like movies, if you like wrestling, if you just like movies, if you just like wrestling, I think you'll have a lot of fun with this show slash sport. So definitely check it out. This one was definitely a special episode for me because back in 2015, I clicked on a little show called Jedi Council and it was John Campia, Mark Ellis and Christian Harloff. And that inspired me to start Blockbuster Mentality way back in 2015. I was able to thank Christian for it. And we had a great conversation. He was so gracious with his time. And I was so happy to be able to speak with him and thank him for what I have today in regards to in regards to this podcast. It was really just kind of surreal to be able to speak with him and kind of pick his brain a little and talk about the schmodown. We talked about stand-up comedy, talked a little bit about the wrestler too. We did talk about that. Um, but I do think you guys will enjoy this. So here is my conversation with Christian Harloff. All right, Christian Harloff, really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Glad we could work something out. Uh, you know, obviously, we're in the the Tampa area here. I know you went to Florida State, which I know is nowhere near Tampa. Uh, like but four hours away. Yeah, yeah, four hours away. Did you, uh, are, are you a, a Florida State, like, football fan at all? Or yeah, I mean, when I was, I mean, that's that's life there when you're, yeah. When you're there. So, yeah, it was uh, very much so. It's, uh, I was a sports fan in general. Um, I mean, like the Seminoles and uh, for, for for pro, I'm a Giants fan. But says uh, having two little kids, it's been this, it's been like sneaking off to watch sports. I feel like you know every every single time. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I got I got little ones of my own, and yeah, oh, it's cool. it's it's tough. It's tough, even for movies. You know, it's tough to get away to watch a movie. Um, you know, yeah, it's a little. Listen, so this is a my wife and I. It's like because my wife is with my when I'm I'm working pretty much all day, and then when I go. And my wife is with the kids all day. So her time at night is it's time for what, what she wants to watch, you know? So we have to like come, we have to be on like the same page. And like last night I'm trying to, okay, let's, I'm, I'm pitching. She, at one part, she's like, you know, I haven't seen The Departed. I'm like, all right, let's watch The Departed. Then she's like, all right, a little, a little, uh, little lighter. So she starts going through like uh, sister, yeah, yeah, sisterhood. And then we're going through, and then it's like, while you were sleeping, which I like Sandra Bullock, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sleep. Right. <laughs> so, so I miss my screenings because that's when I could see everything. Right. No, definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, COVID. Yeah. Come on. Go away already. Yeah. I was even watching the, you know, the wrestler. I was watching it last night for the show. And, you know, I, you know, my wife watched it, but I could tell she was just doing it to, to appease me, you know, just, uh, you know, take one for the team because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it, it gets brutal, which we're, we're obviously going to get into. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, so you went to, you went to Florida state, you, you go to LA and you, do you go to LA and become a stand up comic right away? Is that uh, kind of how it happened? Doing stand, I started doing stand up um, in Tallahassee and uh, at Florida state. And I was doing, I was at the troop there. I actually just talked to Bert Kreischer on his show about it and we had kind of run in the same circles there the like first time Bert did stand up was at this place called Pop Ellie's and, and then I went from there to New York and I was doing uh, ironically went to New York to do stand up at uh, a place called the Boston Comedy Club um, and, I, and I was doing shows there 
went back to Florida State, drove to L.A., and then there was this uh, this whole thing that kind of happened at the Improv and Melrose in Hollywood with me that I decided I was going to go back into stand-up after taking, you know, I didn't know if I was going to pursue it in L.A. I went to L.A. to become a writer and to work in movies, but then, um, but then I started getting on stage and really attacking it when I got here. And then I became a regular at the comedy store and the improv and I was doing colleges. So I was, that was, that was kind of my thing for a very long time. So I met pretty much everybody that any, and I've said this many times, but like anything that has happened in my life, I can Kevin Bacon it back to stand up comedy. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I, well, and Burt Kreischer, he's a, he's a Tampa guy, you know, in Florida guy. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, we're, he's been on a couple of local radio shows here. So I got familiar with him through, through that. And then, yeah, just, I did appreciate, uh, what he was saying about, um, you, you know, the whole, not having a beer beforehand, you know, that whole story about not drinking because then you'll always depend on it, uh, which is uh, today, you know, we're doing this in, during the day. We usually do the evenings and, you know, we, we you know, have a beer or two, you know, sure. to loosen up a little. And I, you know, I definitely appreciate that advice because it's like when you depend on it to perform, that's when it's. Well, it can definitely be a problem. It's like that old silly uh, Friends episode with like that. I forget what the character's name was, but drunk can or something too. Like he was only fun when he was drunk. And it's like, right. you don't, yes. don't want to be that because then you're like, oh, wait, am I not funny unless I right. have a drink? Because that's not that's not good for your liver. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, definitely not. Yeah, and Fun, I, and fun I, look, Bobby. I was, yeah, that was, that's right. Fun Bobby. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I can't remember. I can't, and I told Bert the same thing. I, I'm not going to pretend that I followed that advice all the way through because I certainly right. went to my stage when I would do a shot and did something, and then. But I didn't want to make sure that that was the thing every single time. Like I didn't right. want to make sure that oh, I can't get up on stage unless I'm drunk because that's that's a uh, that's a problem. Um, no, definitely, yeah. I mean, you it's you at least have to try it <laughs> sober you know you at least have to go you know see if you can do it i mean obviously you can i mean the brain works in in weird ways not to get all science and all of your everything but you know it's obviously that stuff is in your mind you can do it it's just yeah working up that uh, courage you don't even you don't need the liquid courage you can That's you right. can get it <laughs> you can get it uh through other means and do it um, all relates back to like relationships too because it's the same thing it's like if you go into you're at a party you're at a bar and you're like oh i want to go talk to that person i'm interested in but i need a shot before i do it or i need this or i'm at you know it's like you just you rely on it and it's like oh but you're just you're seeing a version of me you're not seeing me Right. So I know where it came down to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I heard that advice after I, uh, I, I listened to some episodes where I was, uh, slurring a little in my podcast and I was like, I got to stop this. Like, uh, first of all, I saw sound like an idiot <laughs> and you know, it's, it's not, like you said, it's not me, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you but special anyway. episodes, you do, you do, you do special drinking episodes. That's what we did for schmoes for, That's, long, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what yeah we we kind of want to get into because yeah I mean we both are trying to not drink during the week. This has become Alcoholics Anonymous right yes. now. So uh, so thanks for joining us, folks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're trying not to drink during the week and you know have our show during the week. And right. yeah, it's it's been a it's been an interesting journey. But I'm glad. Is weed legal in Tampa yet or not yet? It's uh, no, yeah, just medicinal, yeah. So yeah, so I, I wouldn't be living in Florida anymore. <laughs> there's there's many reasons not to live in Florida. I tell it's you that true. much. It's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to. You know, uh, we want to get to you know the schmodown stuff, yeah. everything like that. You know, I don't want to turn this into a Mark Marin podcast where we just go through your whole career, which uh, I'm fine with. But you know, what do you want to do? Yeah, whatever. Let's. It's free form, man. We'll do what right. we want. We'll do what we want. Um, yeah. You know, you're so you're a stand-up comic in L.A. You you know you meet Mark Ellis, I believe, through that. Correct. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. it was through. Well, funny enough, I actually met him at a barbecue I was having at my house because when I was I was doing stand-up a lot, a guy that I went to school with, this guy Doug. Um, uh, well, I, I knew him through friends at school and we started hanging out and he told me, he's like, Hey, I got a buddy, a buddy that I was pretty close with back home. And you mind if I bring him to the barbecue? And I was like, no, of course, man. So he brought him by and, and, and here shows, shows up this kid and he's got, I think he had like a tank top on with his bleach blonde hair. And it was, and lo and behold, it was, it was Ellis. Um, oh, man. And, and he hadn't been doing stand up uh, in, in LA and I, I had 
rec- I'd given him a couple of numbers of people that he could try to get some stage time to. And I think he, he did. And then we started uh, seeing each other again around the comedy store because he had kind of put the work in and wanted to get the comedy store. And we were very, uh, you know, friendly with, with each other. And then I started shooting a, a television pilot about comedians. And I was like, well, you know, Mark could actually be good in this role. And I put him in the pilot and he and I on like in between takes where we would be talking and laughing about movies and just, you know, kind of bullshitting stuff. And then um, and then after that, uh, I remember it was like 2007. A friend of mine was producing stuff and she had asked if I had any comedians or friends that I wanted to do something with. And I thought of Mark. And then that was ultimately the beginning of um, what became uh, Schmoes No. Wow. Yeah. And that's, and it's, you guys have been pretty much going ever since you guys got into it right at the right time. I think YouTube was starting to take off then. And you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy just, yeah. Timing wise, how that, how that worked. Not saying that you wouldn't have been successful without, you know, getting in in time. But but it's, it's very, it's very, it's very true because there was, when we started, there were I don't know, four or five people talking about movies on YouTube. Um, I know Grace Randolph was one of them. Um, the guys who are now double toasted were spill.com. There were a few other people, but there was, there was no Jeremy Johns. There was no Chris Stuckman. There was, there yeah. was none of those people when we started. Um, and, and now everybody talks about movies. There was no movie space. There was no, uh, you know, long form content. There was, there, there was, there was none of that when we, when we started, it was, it was just, the idea was regular people talking about movies. Now that's all that it is. That's it's, that has taken over even more so than the, the written critic was still like the main thing when we started that, that has become like a a thing of, I know people still love it very much, but it's, you rely more so on the movie podcasts, YouTube videos, people like yourself. The generation just kind of took over the way that it has pretty much on everything else. And then you guys, you know, obviously are, were very successful with the Schmoes No, you know, with your, your obviously your uh, Collider uh, time as well. And then I know this started before Collider, I believe anyways. So like, uh, you know, for people who don't know, can you get into the genesis of what, what, how the Schmodown started, how this uh, initially came about? I'm sure you've told it a hundred times, but. For those people who don't know what it is, the movie trivia Schmodown, um, it, it, right now what it is, it's, we're doing for movie trivia um, and trivia in general, the ultimate goal for what esports did for video games. And we're, we're, you, you think movie trivia, you go, oh, like bar trivia? It's nothing like bar trivia. It's We've done live events. We've sold out um, theaters of a 1,000 and more across the country. Uh, we have characters, but we also have rankings and champions. We have scripted storylines um, similar to wrestling, but all the trivia and all the competition and the rankings are real. We had a full-on like draft with uh, nine managers who drafted from a pool of 140 trivia players from across the country. Um, and, um, and we have full-on... Uh, faction wars and rankings and tournaments and uh, points for it and trades and deadlines and free agencies. It's sports meets trivia meets wrestling. Um, it's, it's got all of it. And that started in 2014 from an idea with Mark Ellis and I sitting at a pizza place in Anaheim um, after we had just done this match with two, with our, our, our one of our interns and, and our engineer because the, the Schmoes No Show was always like the Howard Stern show for movies vibe. That was that was the idea that we yeah. were going for. And so when there was a feud uh, between two people and a loving feud, they would say, all right, let's settle it by doing trivia. And so <laughs> they, they did trivia and it was like it was very entertaining. And we were sitting in this pizza pizza place and Mark and I were like, what do we do? Like we take 16 people and we do like a March Madness overall, you know, the f- 15 week tournament. And we'll do it at the end of the show, half an hour for, for each show. And, and the fans loved it. So we did it. It was very successful. And then we did it the following year with teams. It was very successful. So when I started working at Collider, I had pitched it as a, um, as a, a weekly show. And I, ultimately what I just had said was the idea of let's get people from like IGN and Rotten Tomatoes and, uh, you know, Nerdist and Screen Junkies and pit them all against each other. And we'll do press conferences and we'll do rankings and all that stuff. And it went really well. And then that went from doing one show to creating a teams division to do two a week. And then it just built and we started to, and now we're seven seasons into it with um, tons of competitors going all over the world. And uh, it's, it's, it's been pretty awesome. That that is awesome, and it just it's it was amazing to because I started watching when you first did the 
uh, I think it was Dan Merle and John Campia, the first match yeah, uh, on Collider. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that, and then just seeing the evolution, you know, from there is just is remarkable. You see that first show, you know, it's it's you know good production and everything, but yeah. just where you guys went from there, it's 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 quite amazing. Uh, and you were you know talking about going all around the world. I think you guys were uh, were you when was the last time you were in Orlando? Did, did you we're in Orlando that? in October of last year? Um, That's when it re- was. Yeah, it was a really big match. There were almost like 600 people there. And it was, um, and we actually found what we did for that one, which I was really proud of, is that we did like kind of a Willy Wonka contest for it. And by that, I mean, um, we had a like golden tickets that you got if you showed up and you bought a ticket. Um, you would have a ticket in the beginning of it in the pre show. We did a fan contest. And if, and I think it was a fatal four or fatal five, I can't remember. Either way, um, we brought up the fans. And out of all those people, if you had those tickets, you would compete. And the winner would get flown out to Los Angeles and have a, an official match. Right. Um, the, the kid who won is this kid, Jader Paramo. And he's from, uh, he's from Miami and aptly nicknamed, nicknamed now the Hurricane. And he, is, um, he, he got flown out for his first match at the beginning of the season. He played against Brittany Young, who is one of the stars on GLOW. And he won. And now he's going into the singles tournament. So it was a cool story. You know, he's, he's kind of representing the fans. He, and it's a great story, too, because he didn't think he was, he, was a, he was a big fan of the show. Didn't think he had a chance in hell. He went with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's like, you got this. You're going to do this. And he's like, I'm not going to. And, and she wound up having the winning ticket and she gave it to him. It's a pretty oh, cool story. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 great. I mean, yeah, the, to get the fans involved and, you know, to try, you know, someone watching it, you know, maybe yeah. a couple of years ago and they're actually involved in it now. That's just yeah. that's awesome. But yeah, I mentioned, you know, you'd be in, or- in Orlando. I um, we had booked tickets to like uh, New York for October because uh, my wife has family there and, right. and it just happened to be the same same weekend because I mean Orlando is like an hour and a half drive from us yeah. so like I totally would have went oh, and I was just yeah. like ah great well, timing great again. Timing. I mean we're not going anywhere near Florida right now but well yeah <laughs> stay away trust <laughs> no, me stay away but, but no when when it when the world goes back to being the world um, we're definitely gonna go back to Orlando it was a great show it was a great crowd very loud um, passionate fans it was great to be back i got to spend the weekend with my with my brother and my mom you know i got to see my dad for a little bit so it was uh it it was great to to be there um and be back in florida because i spent so many years there so we would love to go back there's no doubt about it we were actually before all the craziness of the world happened we were looking at going to uh tampa for the uh for wrestlemania weekend and we had it oh yeah and we had it all kind of set in stone that we were going to do it and then you know it just kind of fell. Then, fell yeah, the the things the world, happened. The world happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ser- oh man. Yeah, that would have been great. But uh, but yeah, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. So I mean, what what really impresses me? I mean, this is even when you're in Collider, it started. I mean, you guys were supported almost based solely on fans, right? Like the Patreon and everything. Well, so Patreon wasn't even a thing on Collider yet. Um, yeah. Because that's what I always tell people with YouTube. It's like where. Back in the day, it was all about views and and could you get to 100,000 views? Could you get to 200,000 views? It's all fine and dandy and it's great to have views, but it's like YouTube doesn't pay shit. You know, right. it doesn't pay anything. Um, so you like you, views to me, I'd much rather have 10, 15,000 people invested in the matches who really, really care than 100,000 people who kind of casually just kind of click in and, and, and aren't really uh, and don't care as much. And that proved to be even more satisfying when we were at Collider. And the overall, uh, the short version of it was that it was, I always owned the IP because of the certain deal that I had. Um, but Collider's deal was that they would, uh, they, they would, Obviously, they'd benefit their channel from the views that were coming in, but they would also any advertising that would come in while on their cha- while on their channel or any deals would go to them, which was which was fine considering that I was getting basically this this free advertising to to build a brand, and that was sure. the agreement that we had. Um, but at one point, you know, because Collider was paying for the show, they were they were paying for the production over, they were paying for everything, and then at one point. You know, Mark Fernandez and I had a conversation. Like, well, I don't know how much I can put into this show and pay for it. I said, well, what if I start a Patreon on it myself? And I and the difference with Patreon to me than these other uh, funding services that you can treat Patreon like a streaming service. 
you can p- treat treat Patreon as not if like you know you don't want it to ever. I don't want it to feel this way, and I certainly don't want the fans to feel like that. It's a uh, you know oh we're 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 just giving you money. I want I want you to be purchasing something so you feel satisfied. I want right. you to say okay I'm I'm giving you ten dollars a month here, and with that I'm getting. I want to see it in the production. And like you mentioned before, you mentioned earlier that you saw the production change. That's to make sure that we reward the people who are putting in the the money to make sure that we're going. So it's not, it's, it's like, I look at it as we're running a network. We're running a, we're running a streaming service. And in order to do that, the, the people who are, who are putting that money in subscribing $10 a month, every month are getting what they want um, and getting, no, definitely. you know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's what they're doing. And then obviously we, we have merch that we, that we sell for the factions and we, and we, we have other things, but those, yeah, it's the, the hardcore fans who want to be part of this thing are the lifeblood and the reason why we're continuously, uh, that's why we're seven seasons in. Yeah. And you, you release the videos, all of them, all the matches on Patreon first and then release them on YouTube. No, no. It, it, no, it depends. Um, so normally what we have, so, so during the regular season, um, matches here on Thursdays and Fridays on YouTube, but for for patrons at a certain level uh, on Mondays, they get it first. Uh, the Thursday match, that is, they get it first. And then on Tuesday, the lower tier patrons get it on Tuesday, right? And then on Thursday, that match drops to the public. Friday is a public match that drops to everyone. Um, and then what we do for the live events, uh, it's like, for example, we, we've been doing like these live virtual pay-per-views right now. Like we have a couple big ones coming up. So we would already have done this big match that we have with Kevin Smets and, um, and Chandru Datapani that is going to be airing. But the following week, we have a big title match with Dan Merle, who you'd mentioned before, uh, defending the singles championship um, against Ethan Irwin, who is the president of Joel Silver's uh, former company. He like, runs all the silver pictures. And they've battled before. This is the third time they're they're going at it. So we, basically, patrons, if you're at the ten dollar tier, you, you, we treat it like the WWE network. If sure. any any pay per views that we do during the month, you get that at the ten dollar tier. So they're normally four ninety nine. Just you want to get a single purchase. So let's say we do four. That's like over twenty bucks. Where you would just get it if you're at the ten dollar tier. Okay. Um, and we continue to do that. And then it goes up to the public after it would treat it like that kind of old HBO fight model where, you know, it would air on pay-per-view first. And then like a week, week and a half later, it goes up on, uh, on the main channel. Okay. And then the Merle match, I'm sorry if you already said it, but yeah. that's what, what's the date? Merle and Irwin are on the, uh, the 14th. Um, 14th. so when this comes out, it'll be this, this following this upcoming Friday, it's a, it's a big, huge title match. Dan Merle is, is arguably the Michael Jordan of the uh, movie trivia showdown. He's a four time champion uh, over, I think it's like 13 or 14 wins. He's only lost like five times or something crazy he has like nine knockouts. He's an absolute animal when it comes to this game. Um, and then you got Ethan Irwin, who is one of only two people to ever TKO Dan Merle. And that's basically what that means is that you just mathematically didn't have to go to the final questions in round uh, number five. So is this their second match? Their third in their third. first in their first match. Uh, Ethan TKO Dan in a tournament. Then in New York uh, in 2000 and the beginning of 2019 in, in a sold out crowd in front of Brooklyn. Dan needed a perfect game to do it, but he did it and he took the title off of Ethan. Um, in a, it was a crazy. It was nuts because at the end of it, it was a, it, you could tell it was a wrestling crowd because at the end of the match, where Dan won it. They started screaming, "You deserve it." Yeah, and, and like it was, it was mad. It was great. It was great. So this, yeah, they haven't played since then. Um, so now this is yeah. a the, kind of the virtual rematch. It's pretty pretty exciting. That's great. That's great. Can't wait for that one. And then uh, the following week, what match we do we have there? Uh, it's twenty first. Yeah, it's Dan again. Dan's also the team's champion. This is a, he's a double belted champion. Right now. Yeah, I know he's, he's he's him and his partner John Roca are. <laughs> Defending the title against um, Corruption, which is Mike Kalinowski and Chance Ellison. This is the fourth time you just mentioned Orlando. In Orlando, the Founding Fathers actually won the team titles from Corruption in front of that crowd, uh, 600 people in Orlando. And this is their fourth time competing. It, the, the score is actually two to one in favor of Corruption. So it's, uh, oh, it's, it's yeah, that's it's, a big one. A big one, and that, that happens on um, on the twenty on the twenty first with the with the undercard being Ben Bateman and Mark Riley in a teams match playing up against somebody. So it's, there's some really massive matches coming in, and of course 
the, the for me that the, the match on the 28th is a dream come true and that's um and this isn't pay-per-view this is going to be live for everybody and that's kevin smith the great kevin smith versus um chris jericho from uh, wwe aew fame and one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and, and, a, and a great musician yeah. um they're going to battle it out and i i couldn't be i couldn't be more I'm, I'm like a little kid when it comes to that match that's especially- i'm sorry yeah i know you've been trying to first of all get kevin smith for the longest time you've been yeah. you know i've seen you know your tweets at him saying it on the show you want to get him on and it's great uh, that you are finally getting him on that's a huge match and i i want to know like is it you know not not particularly yeah. with this match um but have you found that it's easier to book people now that we're quarantined and it's over zoom and not even quarantine. Do you think it's easier for people over zoom now to, to book people? Um, I don't know. Necessarily. I mean, zoom, it's, it's, whatever you use, I know, but. I know what you're saying, but it's certainly easier when it comes to the league participants that like, for example, like someone like Paul Oyama, who is uh, he's in Hawaii, you know, and he would still fly out a lot uh, to, to compete, but it's very easy to get him to compete. Now I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it, if we we're going to have teams, but so as far as league participants, yeah, as far as uh, celebrity can uh, also, yes, it is a little easier to say, look, this is what we're going to do. We can set it up. And now that we've kind of mastered the virtual format, but as far as Kevin Smith goes, Kevin Smith and I had really run into each other a, a lot of different times. I had interviewed him at Sundance and we had talked a couple of different times. I mean, ran into him at Collider. We've, and he's always told me every single time I've talked to him how much he's wanted to play in the Schmodown. He's said that to me every single time that we've, that we have, um, we've spoken. He's just one of the busiest dudes on the planet. He's a genuine yeah, I can. overall <laughs> Yeah, he is busy, but he's a, he's a really good dude and he's genuine. He's going to tell you that he wants to do something. He means it, but he's also being able to lock him down is the trick. And he really wants to do it. And Koi Jandrew, who is uh, one of our managers, he had Kevin on comic book shopping. And so he reached out to Kevin. He said, look, man, I know that you've wanted to play in this thing. I'm a manager. I'd love to have you on my squad. And Kevin's like, let's do it. And Jericho actually challenged Kevin Smith when I was hosting Collider Live. So now they're, uh, you know, now they're going up against each other. And the undercard is phenomenal. It's got Ben Bateman, who's one of our biggest stars, against Andrew Guy, his former partner. And uh, Andrew Guy is arguably one of the biggest uh, stars and greatest performers we've ever had in the Schmodown. So it's a great way for new fans to learn about the characters, the competition, because the winner of that will play the winner of Ethan Irwin and uh, Dan Merle. So, yeah, I want to get into the, you know, wrestling theme of it because I did not grow up a wrestling fan at all, mainly because uh, my mom didn't let me watch it. Uh, <laughs> that was the main reason. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so I never I never got into it. So I was, you know, but when you guys kind of implemented this, I... I got it, you know, I understood it more, you know, it's obviously, you know, it's for show, you know, you had Roka being the outlaw, the heel at first, like, that was just great, like, it's entertainment, like, it's... You're it's, a movie fan, you're a movie yeah. fan, and so right. if you're a movie fan, that's, that's the thing that sometimes when people push back, well, I didn't like wrestling, so I don't get it, you're a movie fan, it's characters, right. it's show. and what is challenging and exciting for me is that I always have to have two different options for whoever wins i gotta have like okay if so-and-so wins i've gotta shift the story and go that way if so-and-so wins i gotta shift the story and go that way and that was we we have this schmodown clips channel now so for anybody who's listening to this that's that's brand new has no idea what the schmodown is what i would recommend is going to the schmodown clips channel and on there it's a brand new channel we launched got like six thousand subscribers on it and you go on over there and you can find bits of the show that will speak to you, whether it's the storyline that we're talking about here. You don't like storyline. You just like the trivia. There's great kind of sports moments, trivia moments that are over there. Um, but we launched this thing, the Dawn of Corruption, which is um, one of our greatest storylines that we've ever done. And it's with Mike Kalinowski, who's one of the best actors that we have in the Schmodown. And it's just it, it just goes to show like there's it. It's so much more than just trivia because you want to be invested in characters. You want to root for somebody. You want to boo somebody. You know, it's like it's it allows the fans to have more than just people answering questions. You know, it's it's just much more to it. No, definitely. Yeah, it's it's all again like like the entertainment. You know, again, like you said, watching characters. That's that's what it's all about. That's what we love. We love storytelling, and and this is just a different form of it. You know, and and what I love too is that you know it's it's the winner of the match. It's not you know, like wrestling, it's not 
uh, predetermines. You know, right. it's you do have to fight for it. You know, yep. and that's that's what's great too. And but I mean, you know, obviously that creates more work for you guys to <laughs> to come up with different scenarios for who wins. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely, definitely good stuff there. Uh, yeah, if you haven't uh, checked out the schmo down, if you love movies or if you love wrestling or if you you know love both, obviously, uh, definitely check out uh, the movie trivia schmodown now i know you guys call it the trivia schmodown now so are you getting into more other uh other topics of trivia that's the goal yeah uh, that's the goal so i mean the movie trivia schmodown has its own channel when you go to youtube.com slash the schmodown um and the majority of the, the movie trivia matches and all the seasons live there but we did start that clips channel and that's just called trivia schmodown clips the goal is to do sports trivia wrestling trivia history trivia you know uh whatever it might be uh there, there's so much to tv there, there's a lot that we want to do but we've got to build this thing out first so the more yeah. and more, more people we have to come check it out join that that patreon as we said and and, and want to because they're invested in it and they want to see it grow that's when we can start kind of expanding and that, I believe, answers the question from uh, Cam Haas on Twitter. He asks, what are some upcoming Schmodown plans that Christian wants to implement next year? Uh, I don't know if that's, you know, that answer you just gave is for next year, but that's eventually what you want to what you yeah, want to th- get to. Yeah, I think that also for next season, you know, we're, we're doing this thing because we this 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 year was the first year we ever did a full draft and drafted a, a bunch of players. Next year, we're doing the draft again. But the difference is the managers that we have can keep three people on their team and they can recruit from other teams if they want to too but they have to have three going into the draft um so that's been really exciting because you know you mentioned john roca there's a lot of uh questions where's he gonna go is he gonna stick with the with finstock exchange right now are like the yankees you know it's like (laughs) they're like the the overstacked powered team and so the question is will he stay there or will he decide to test his uh feet in 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 free agency and if he does go somewhere else will dan go with him you know there's a lot of drama behind it. There's no doubt about it. And so there's going to be a lot of uh, shady deals going down. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. That's, uh, good old Finstock, man. That's uh, he's he's one of the, my favorite characters, you know, from uh, from that show or you know from the Schmodown. He's just oh, it's just so entertaining. Um, but uh, I, real quick, I, I actually. Uh, Robert Parker, I know he's a big uh, inner inner geekdom player. You know, yeah. newer. He he came from the fans. Um, yeah. I just wanted to mention when you guys first did like a fantasy league for the Schmodown. Yeah. I he commented saying, "Hey, I'm looking for another person." You know, in the Schmodown Facebook group. So I responded. I said, "Okay, I'll be in it." So I was actually in his fantasy league, oh, cool. and he then with our fantasy players set up a trivia show of our own. But uh, but anyway, you know, just uh, seeing him like one one day like being on the Schmodown, I was like, "Wait, that kid looks so familiar." And Lo and behold, that's the uh, that's the guy that uh, I was in a fantasy league with, and now he's now he's big time inter, yeah, inter- league inter- league guy or uh, inter geekdom. Sorry, yeah, you know, it's all right. He's, he's really he's I love that kid. I really do. I love that kid. He's 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 another one who gets it. He really really gets it. And he just he just came off a really big loss. You know, we we have him. Uh, we had him with um, Chance Ellison in the inter geekdom tournament, and we debuted it. On Skybound, which we partnered up with, obviously Skybound is uh, Robert Kirkman and Dave Alpert and Kirkman, who created Walking Dead, and and we partnered up with them. And inside of that, we we on their expo, we debuted this match, and there was thousands of people watching this match live. And and Parker, who was this kind of touted unbeatable dude, lost. But it was the way he handled the loss, and the way that he handled it afterwards, and talked about it because people inside these hardcore fans they treat it you ask them to treat it like a sports league they treat it like a sports league they're calling yeah. them over, they're calling them overrated and saying this and that they it's like any other sport it's a what have you done for me lately right so right now he's overrated and he's like I, i'm just gonna have to prove it to him in the next match and yeah. I love that attitude i love that attitude of like ah, i'm not gonna listen to what they say they're just saying this is what they're gonna say and i'm gonna move on and he's like he's 21 and he just gets it he just is he's like cool he's calm collected and he's just uh i'm a, I'm a massive fan of robert parker yeah now obviously we have you know you have com- really competitive people in this league but some of them still have to to play a character and obviously you know in real life they'd probably be more sportsmanlike, everything like that do you find it's difficult for them sometimes to separate yeah separate it yeah 
Yeah, it is. I mean, it's for it's it's kind of a mixture of two. It's the ones who play like the really um, kind of vile characters. They have to realize that when people are going after them, that they're doing their job. You know, it's like um, there's sometimes that people are like, oh, man, they really hate me. Like, so perfect example of that is Mike Kalinowski. Mike Kalinowski is one of our best uh, villains that we have. And um, he shows up to. Orlando in a place that he went to Florida state also. And, and he, and he's not too far from there and he showed up and he's expecting that, um, that him and chance were actually going to get cheered and they booed him out of the building. Um, and he was, and it, and it shook him a little bit. He wasn't, he wasn't prepared for it. Cause he thought, Oh, well, you know, I've heard, I've heard people say something against Roca and Dan, but Roca and Dan are beloved, you know, right. so they, they got booed out of the building and it shook him a little bit, but there's other people who are not, who don't, they're not performers. All they're just great trivia players. And they've, and that sometimes like, you know, and, and some people who got into it to just play the trivia and didn't realize how kind of intense that it does get with the fans. And it, it, and it's hard for some people to deal with and it's yeah. hard to, to, because they're looked upon like, I just watch movies and I'm, they, you're looked upon as a, as strangely enough, as like a sports figure now and sure, they're yeah. criticizing every move you're making. And the, you know, there's, it, that's not easy. That's not easy for anybody. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's hard, you know, it's just human nature when you're getting booed to, you know, feel a certain way. But I mean, it almost seems like you're obviously doing something right. You know, if if you're, you know, are getting booed that way, you know, you're, you're being a heel, you know, I'm just talking about not even necessarily the heels though. I'm also talking about people, people in general who just play and they, and like, if they're playing really hard and giving it their all and, and putting it all out there and they don't win. And yeah. they feel like they're being, um, you know, criticized, and they're and they're getting, uh, you know, their 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 legacy tarnished and things like that. And it it, it takes a toll on yeah. people, and it, and rightfully so. I, I I it's 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 tough. And as the league grows, right now, I mean, we've we got this other thing. We went from when we were on Collider, not paying anybody to 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 be in this thing. It was just about okay, well, you're getting exposure and stuff too. And and there, I, in my head, I'm like, there's only so long that these people are going to do this for. Yeah. For, you gotta you gotta pay them for their time so that was another reason by the way that we started the patreon so we could pay our competitors and we have been but it's still i mean the amount of studying and things that uh, that they do um when we get our big sponsor which my fingers are crossed that that will happen um we're gonna pay them more and we're gonna yeah. do more and we're gonna make i want to make it i want to make it that same way like for esports where this is careers for people i want i want the schmodown to be people's careers i want people to say okay look uh yeah i can't do that job because i have a big match and my match pays way more in i, I have more matches in a year that that you could pay me in three years yeah no it, it's awesome what you've been doing with this and i do commend you i mean it's just it's 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 amazing what it's become and what it's you know continues to become and even with covid you're still having matches you know that didn't stop you you kept going and yeah just your your ambition and your fight uh, i commend you for that so now going along the theme of wrestling uh let's we, we do have to get into the movie a little we got to get into the wrestler 2008 uh, i sent you a list of movies i i feel Figured you might pick this one just because, you know, it goes along the same theme and everything like that. Uh, 2008, The Wrestler, directed by Darren Aronofsky, starring Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei. Uh, and yeah, so uh, yeah, this is uh, 2000. Again, I, I, as I told you, I'm not a, a wrestling guy, uh, but um when this movie came out in 2008, obviously before the Schmodown and everything, it's, uh, you know, I was, I was excited to see it first of all, cause it had buzz before I saw it. Um, you'd never seen it before you, you watched it the other night. Oh no, no. I'm saying back in 2008 oh, when I saw it, I, I was see. excited to see it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just because, you know, it's Mickey Rourke, you know, he's kind of making a comeback. I've been hearing buzz. So like, I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And the, you know, the trailers got me because it's, it's more about, you know, the, the psychology of it and like, you know, the psyche of it and this broken man who's trying to fix his life and everything like that. Do you, do you remember, uh, seeing, did you see this one in the theaters? I did. I saw it in the theater, um, and then I actually saw a screener of it too, where it, it was because it was for for Oscar season, so like the uh, the, the the DVD was going around, um, and I remember being really excited about it for a lot of different reasons. One, Aronofsky is is a brilliant filmmaker, so to watch what he's doing. Mickey Rourke, I'd always been a fan of Mickey Rourke, so to hear that he was doing this, kind of having this comeback, and that the buzz that he was getting is for his performance, and then obviously my my tie into wrestling because but we didn't mention up top as I was a writer for wrestling for a little bit uh, for WWE back in the day. Um, 
But when I was a massive fan was during this period of when uh, the Ram was supposedly the big, the big star in the eighties. And then I knew that world really well. And I knew the difference in wrestling of what it was in the eighties and the way that wrestlers, they didn't really get too protected after they were done. It, it, it was over. You do like these little conventions or you try to build up on your name and, and they showed that in this thing like his, and that's all he really had. And plus the fact wrestlers, health is is very well documented that it's a lot of these guys are 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 dead by the late 40s and and heart problems you know the pills and and things that their bodies have just taken from from over the years and and it and it and the other reason it really hit home it's it's you can really compare it to stand-up comedy um yeah i mean i watched this with stand-up comedians um and i remember watching with my buddy tom um after i had seen it in the theater and we watched in the screener and he had tears in his eyes because it's it is very similar to the path that uh that a stand-up comedian does going on the road doing these things you know not and um and then you you couple that with the bruce springsteen song oh just devastating yeah. uh, <laughs> and that that pissed me off he didn't get nominated for that song really That's, no what? I'm pretty, I'm, i i yeah I'm, you're right actually yeah, the only Oscars nominated for this were acting for uh, Mickey Rourke, best uh, lead, and uh, Marissa Tomei for supporting. I could have swore this almost. Oh, it won! It won the Golden Globe. That might Spongen? be what I was. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Spring, Springsteen won the Golden Globe. Not nominated for, for an Oscar. That's crazy. Nope. That's so, that yeah. song. That song is so. It's not only is it a great song. Yeah, it fits. It fits that movie to a T and not over and, and not like beat, beating you over the head with it, um, like on the nose. It's just so it's, it's the way that it's sung. The, the, he, he did that song specifically for the, the wrestler. Um, it's it's great. It's a yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading that he just was sent the script and he, you know, he wrote it, uh, you know, or he wasn't sure if he was going to write it. And then uh, uh, Aronofsky and Rourke went to one of his concerts and he played it for them, I believe, you know, backstage. And I guess he gave it to them for free. That's what IMDb trivia says. I don't know if that's true, but um, that's just that's just crazy that. uh, But yeah, amazing song. Um, And just the uh, again, the themes of this movie, the camera work, everything like that. One thing I noticed in this movie was uh, he's always um, in the cameras always behind him. You see yeah. a lot like he's, yeah. he's, you see the camera behind him as he's walking. You know, you got that one shot of him walking uh, to the deli counter, you know, because he's like getting ready and he's like hearing like crowds in his head yeah. and, you know, and no, I'm just walking to the hallway of a deli like that's oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what my life has become. That's, yeah, as yeah. I, you know, what it reminded me of also, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a 1979 film called uh, The Champ with uh, John Voight. Uh, no, I have not seen that. No, Ricky, Ricky Schroeder is the is the uh, is the son in that. Right. It, it, it reminds me of that a bit. Um And it, it certainly had that kind of feel. But these broken down fighters who had who had glory at one point and you know and then it's this and it's also this tug this tug of war between family and and uh and Marissa Tomei is really good in this movie too by the she way is. she is yeah for this movie she gets I know she's been getting a lot of credit in general over her career but I don't think this one's mentioned enough because the relationship that they have it's a it's a very I I know that it got a lot of buzz back in the day but it's I think it's a very underrated movie um, I think when you bring it up to people, they say, oh, yeah, it's a really good movie. But nobody really brings it up a lot. It's a great yeah. movie. I think, yeah, it initially got the buzz because, yeah, Mickey Rourke, I think, won the Golden Globe. Yeah. And then uh, I think he lost to Sean Penn that year for Milk uh, for everything else. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it initially got the buzz for that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I was shocked that it only got the acting Oscar noms. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it, it, it first of all, amazingly shot. Uh, right. You know, it's it's you know those matches, those brutal uh, wrestling matches, which are, oh, yeah. all you hear is the crowd noise. You don't hear, you know, there's no score during those or anything until the end. I believe there might be one, but uh, but yeah, there's no score during the crowd matches uh, or the uh, wrestling matches, which I thought was uh, a good touch because we're just right there, you know, looking at it. Um, have you ever been to one of these amateur wrestling? Uh, yeah, like, well, I mean, so so I mean, I wouldn't necessarily even call them amateur because they're it's yeah that's a, yeah it's it's more it's more like under underground or independent 
wrestling. Right. So yeah, have been. And Ken Napsok was actually involved in uh, in independent wrestling. Jay Rest- uh, Jay Washington um, involved in independent wrestling. So um, it's definitely the, the look. Roddy Piper made appearances in some of these things, right? And I, I had been to one of them, not Ken's. I went to one of them, um, but not as much. Like Ken, Ken would obviously Ken was there all the time, really working those things. And those guys. Look at so another one is is so Booker T, who we work with a lot on um, on Schmodem. So he runs uh, Reality of Wrestling, which is it's and again that's why I I say it's 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 not even necessarily, I guess it's still independent because it's 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 his it's his run, but he's got that he's got that name and he's Booker T. But sure. um, they they recruit this talent and they build up these stars and those stars you know the cream always rises to the top and then they make the big leagues whether it's um wwe or AEW, you know that's it's kind of a a, a breeding ground you know for for this uh, for this new talent so i had been to some but yeah they portray here these are like you know did you ever see beyond the mat oh that sounds familiar um, a documentary that came out in 1999 and it was um it was pretty much chronicling like if ran if the ram was a real dude he would have been in this documentary okay um, yeah. this, uh, jake the snake roberts is in this and jake the snake was was very similar to like what the ram was right and it had this he was one of the best performers in wwf as it was called back in the 80s and he was great but he ran into a lot of drug problems like a lot and they 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 go or in this in the, it's not just him it's, it's also covers Mick Foley and a few other people but it one of the stories is Jake Roberts now Jake Roberts um like over the last like 10 years has cleaned himself up to the help of uh Diamond Dallas Page um with uh DDP yoga and, and DDP has been instrumental in a lot of wrestlers life of saving them but when you watch that beyond the mat doc, I think it's on Netflix actually, but when you watch it, it you see that feel, you know, you know that when he's behind the stage and he's and it, behind the, the, like in that gym or whatever he is. And, it, and, and there, it, you see that people signing autographs, like the old wrestlers and that that's in there and beyond the mat. And it's, it was, I wouldn't be surprised if Aronofsky watched uh, that doc going, yeah. going into this. Cause it's, it's very similar. You'll find a lot of similarities in that doc. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. And talk. speaking of Aaron Aronofsky, like he goes from Requiem to a Dream to uh, this, and then Black Swan, and then uh, Mother. <laughs> like he's he's all over the place with his filmography. It's crazy. Uh, right. But but uh, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, you were you know mentioning how like wrestlers in the '80s, you know, they weren't really supported much. I mean, are, are we? Uh, it's not really, you know, mentioned specifically. I don't think what happened to the Ram, uh, Mickey yeah. Rourke's character in this, but uh, I would assume it's just, you know, the the drugs got to him, the you know the drug use, the alcohol, everything like that, kind of blew his money on all that, um, and just kind of, and he's living in a trailer that he can't even afford. He gets the locks changed on him. Um, and yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's sad to see someone who was so prominent in the eighties or whenever, and you know, to be brought down this low, uh, yeah. after, and yet he's still finding his joy in, uh, people, you know, whether, however, the, uh, cr- however small the crowd might be, uh, still finding joy in just people cheering for him, people being yeah. on his side, which is a, a huge theme in this. Yeah. That's why, that's why I had related it to stand up comedy also. Yeah. You know, even, even someone like I'd, I'd been out of the game of stand up comedy for a while, but I, I, I would be lying if I say like, there's not always those times like, okay, well, that joke would work. What if I, tried that and then do that and like missing it like going back to like the comedy store and doing it. it's like ah you know the, the days are over those days are over ram and then yeah. <laughs> uh but it's like but you still you always you always miss it you always want you always, it's like it's it's any performer any performer yeah. who who's been a part of had some success um you know you, it's it's a part of your life it's like it's it's a and and again the same way when you like you, like you were mentioning where he's hearing that crowd constantly and equating that to stand-up comedy it's like when you when you're in front of a thousand people telling jokes and you feel that rush of laughter that it's a drug that's a drug it's not it's not a it's it's it maybe you're not putting anything into your your actual blood but it's going into your psyche and 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 it sticks with you there and that's and i when those guys from the 80s when in the wrestlers when they're going and like performing in front of wrestlemania 3 had like 87 there were 93,000 people there in a Pontiac Silverdome. Yep. Can you imagine performing in front of 
93,000 people. It's insane. 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 <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't go away. And then, and then, so let's say you're, let's say that you're one of the main events headlining WrestleMania three, right. Uh, or, or, and, and people are really invested in what you're doing. And then 10 years later, you're performing in front of a hundred or 60 people, 60 people in a gym in, in Michigan. You know right. what that does to you? Like, you know, like your site, that, yeah, it's, it's damaging. Right. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, like he's still like, like obviously that's all he has. So he's going to he's going to take it, yeah. you know, because um, he's working at a grocery store. Right. That's the only money he's getting, you know, so he's got to, you know, find other ways to make money. But it's not about the money when it comes to wrestling. It doesn't seem like for him, you know, it's about doing what you love. Yep. But um, do you think it's in, with in this case with, you know, just say for the movie's sake, uh, do you think it's more about him doing what he loves doing or just the glory he's getting from it, the recognition from people he's getting? Um, I think that it's like I mentioned, I think it's just a part of who he is. Yeah. It's a part of who he is and it's, it's, his, it's his, he's just so used to it and it's what he always knew. And if you went to, I don't know, maybe you went to the backstory of the ramp, you'd find out how that's probably what got him out of trouble when he was a kid and what he did and how the way that he just, it's all he knew. And yeah. so when it gets taken away from you, it's like, but that's this is who I am. I don't know how to do anything else. I can't work at the the meat shop. You know, I yeah. can't. I, I, that's not what I do. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's he's, you know, gets the heart attack in the one match with a crazy match where they're stapling at each other. You know, they're uh, yeah. hitting each other with barbed wire. Like, <laughs> I think that's the match where he says, uh, take his leg, take his leg, takes the prosthetic leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like a, that. Well, right. You just you do everything you can to give them a show to get those that extra, that extra bump. You know that extra yeah. pop in the in the audience and and in here and here uh, and hear them just kind of losing their minds. That's that's what that's what those guys live for. Yeah, and then him. You know, he obviously had a daughter, which uh, Marissa Tomei says. You know, you should go after that because he yeah. keeps trying to go after Marissa, Marissa Tomei, but she's kind of standoffish a little. Yeah. But still, is you know, is is nice to him and everything. But uh, but you know, he tries to you know get a better relationship with his daughter. You know, after having that heart attack, played by um, uh, Westworld, Evan Rachel Wood. Thank you, Evan Rachel Wood. You know, he's trying to get uh, get uh, back into her life. Obviously, he hasn't been there for her in a long time. He only has a little picture of her in, like, elementary or middle school. Um, so, you know, I, I this, the moment I think they show even in the trailer that breaks me every time is when they're at the boardwalk and, you know, he's, he's you know, talking to her like, I, you know, I should have been the one there for you. Like he's coming to that realization. Like he's, he yeah. is sorry for what, uh, what a terrible father he was not being there. I was the one supposed to always make things right. Now I'm a, you know, broken down piece of meat yeah. and, uh, I deserve to be alone. And that's, that's always broke me every time. And he just, and the last thing he says is he just doesn't want her to, doesn't want her to hate him. And that's always been so powerful to me. And I think that scene alone deserved, uh, an Oscar <laughs> now for him um yeah it's power powerful stuff there do you think you know obviously you know he goes through this stuff with marissa tomei and she kind of brushes him off like and they kind of get in a little fight and he right. goes on like a bender with the you know coke and you know all that and then you know he, he wasn't there he does show up eventually at the do- at uh, at his daughter's house do you think she overreacted a little to to him or it's hard to say yeah i know you know because you know when 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 you have that let's say i was i'm lucky enough that i had my parents in in i mean granted they were they weren't together but i still had them invested in my life the whole time just had them to talk to it's like it's hard to it's hard to say uh of of that relationship alone of how many times she tried to reach out to him or did she did she at all you know it's like did did what did that mean to her? What did she go through? What kind of uh, scenarios was she in where she needed her dad and he wasn't there? Like that kind of stuff that that adds up. So that that's it's hard to say on, on that um, particular yeah. note if she overreacted because you know, it, granted it's a fictional character, but we still we didn't we didn't live in those shoes, so it's it's hard to judge. Yeah, definitely. And uh, here at Blockbuster Mentality, we we live within the movie. We don't care about it being fiction. Right. We, you know, these are real people to us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's uh, I love you know that 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 theme again. Trying to get his family back and you know trying to you know do something with Marissa Tomei. It doesn't work out, and he finally figures out all I have is is the wrestling. You know, that's yeah. 
these are the people who care about me. Uh, you know, granted, I destroyed my relationship with my daughter. I just, you know, uh, you know, Marissa Tomei's got her own thing going. And you can, I, I, this is the first time I saw, you know, juxtapositions between her and, and him, like her, you know, kind of leaving a life, uh, to, to find another, I, I think there was a moment where she says, uh, she's leaving the strip club and someone says, you left your, you left your shoe and she just keeps going. Yeah. I didn't realize I, you know, read about it, that that's, uh, something wrestlers do when they're, they leave their boots in the ring and, and yeah, that means they're calling it quits. Yeah. So like, so with the case of, uh, like the undertaker when he had, well, it wasn't officially his last match, but when he thought it was, he left his hat in the ring. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's a thing. So yeah, I like that little 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 subtle thing uh, that they that they added in there. The ultimate question, Christian, yes, you know, is did he die at the end? <laughs> I mean, I, I see. I'm not. I'm usually not a big fan of the leaving it up to interpretation stuff, depending on which uh, how it's done. This is one of those movies where I think it's 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 a good thing because yeah. there's there's part of it where I don't want to see him die, but in my head, I'm probably thinking he probably didn't make it. Um, right. because, because it's, it's, it's like you said, he didn't just leave his shoe in his ring. He left himself in that ring. Um, right. and that's kind of what I got out of that. It's like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to make the move here. No matter what, uh, it's my life. Uh, I'm, I always knew I was going to die in the ring and, and here it is. Uh, it's, it's who I am. So I wouldn't be surprised if that, if that was it for him, but he's also so damn tough that he, he very well could have made it out. I like the right. fact that. That one I like that they left up for interpretation. Right. But at the same time, I think for me, if he didn't die in that moment, eventually he's going to kill himself yeah. in the ring. Like, so either way, I Some, think something would happen to him eventually. Uh, right. he, he, he does. He's just one of those guys. He's not going to have a long shelf life. He just he, it just his body and everything that he put himself through. There's just no way he's going to be able to, to last that long. Yeah, but it's just I just love that a movie about a washed up wrestler can just be so uh, enthralling and and suck you in and you know it's uh, you know he's he's still you know he he does things wrong and it's just like what are you doing, dude? But you still you still root for him, you still feel for him. Um, you know it's it's just yeah it's it's just sad that you know that the, the people actually uh, go through this. But yeah, I mean it's about the glory. It's about you know that that laugh you get at the at the comedy uh, at the comedy uh, store, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you Absolutely. know it's it's what it's all about, and I guess you could relate it to you know just what, what we do i mean you know you're a content creator i'm i'm i i you know a content creator i guess uh <laughs> and it's you do get a high off of you know when people enjoy your stuff and people are are rooting for you and everything like that so you you can under you kind of relate to it in a way I'm obviously just, i i want to i want to say we're better fathers than him but you know we still relate to him <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> was there anything else on the wrestler that you had that you wanted to say christian no i would just tell people to go check it out because uh the one thing i think it came out in 2008 yes yep did right yes yeah, so that's wow that was one of the first movies that we reviewed on schmoes um, oh wow yeah but i would say for you guys to go and uh check that out if you haven't seen it because it's a really really good uh good movie yeah, absolutely. Definitely check it out. What? Uh, so you have the SEN network going on right now. Uh, what? When there's a live show, I know. But what days? Is it every? every it's not every weekday, right? Well, so right now we're going to be in the. We're going to. We're starting out the, uh, the 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 singles tournament. Thirty six competitors in this tournament. There's going to be playing matches. We're going to be start. We're going to be actually doing four matches per week. They're all on the, you don't have to be a patron to be a part of this. It's a good way. If you're, if you're listening to this show and you had no idea what the Schmodown is, good way to, to learn about it. You go to uh, youtube.com slash the Schmodown. And uh, from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the tournament matches will be um, starting up. There'll be some play-in matches that will then start the, the, the big 32 person tournament starting in, um, in a week from now. So uh, we also, like I said, we have that big match, we just had the Inner Geekdom title match with Kevin Smets and Chandru, so you can check that out. You will be able to check out the Dan Merle title match, which is massive. Um, if you're a Dan Merle fan, uh, if you're not a Dan Merle, Merle fan, you should be. Not only is he so great in the Schmodown, he's just a, a brilliant film, film mind. Um, so you should check him out if you're, if you're obviously, if you're listening to this show, you're, you're a film person. So you should, uh, you should watch that match. And then 
obviously we've got the big one on August uh, 27th on our YouTube channel. And that's Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho with the undercard of um, Ben Bateman versus Andrew Guy. We're pretty, pretty pumped about it. Yeah, I mean, not only do you have Kevin Smith and uh, uh, Chris Jericho, but yeah, that that uh, guy and Bateman match is is a pretty big one too. So definitely a huge card there. But yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you doing this. Love what you do, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that if I didn't tune into Jedi Council back in 2015 with you, Ellis, and Campia, uh, I that kind of motivated me to get this thing going, and uh, I do just want to say thank you for that and I, I would be remiss if i didn't say that um not to get all sappy but no, no, i'm glad that's, that's awesome dude and thank you for saying that and i'm glad that you're you're doing what you're doing stay safe in tampa and we'll, we'll do it again sounds good my man i really appreciate it christian harloff everybody appreciate it all right brother All right, folks, that was my conversation with Christian Harloff. It was such a pleasure speaking with him. I hope you all enjoyed the conversation. I was a little nervous, if you couldn't tell, because, again, it was it was Christian Harloff. He's, uh, you know, kind of uh, someone I look up to in this space. So I was so glad to speak with him. I hope you all check out the Schmodown if you haven't already. Again, it's an awesome movie trivia show, and I think you would really enjoy it. You can follow us at BlockbusterCast on Twitter. You can follow Dave at Dave underscore Quist. I am at BCCord. Please rate us on iTunes and review us anywhere you listen to a podcast, not just iTunes. Come on, guys. All right, folks. Well, that is it for me. I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Bye.